Welcome to the podcast that is designed to fuel your success in selling technology solutions. I'm your host, Josh Lopresto, VP of Sales Engineering at Tolaris, and this is Next Level Biz Tech. Hey everybody, Josh Lopresto, SVP of Sales Engineering here at Tolaris, back with another episode of the Next Level BizTech podcast. Today, we're continuing on the cloud track. I'm excited to have my good man, Mike Kowalski, from the Tolaris side on with us. Mike is the newest addition to the Tolaris family. Uh, he is in NorCal, supporting NorCal and our PAC Northwest partners, and has a cool, diverse background uh, that actually I think lends itself really well to this cloud, DR, all that good stuff. So, Mike, welcome on, my friend. Yeah, thanks a lot, Josh. Um, I appreciate appreciate you having me on here today. I'm looking forward to the conversation. So so I I love to hear how anybody got into this space. Uh, you, you've been at some really cool places that I think really do lend itself well to this industry and having expertise on this cloud side, but maybe lead us lead us to the path, right? How did how did you get into where you're at now and maybe some of that expertise and, and anything cool and entertaining that you have? Please feel free. We can use it against you later. Yeah, I feel like in my career, I've had a few what I call Forrest Gump moments, and uh, uh, that leads all the way back to the early 90s when I was in the physical hardware space. For Unix-based servers, uh, that company was called Silicon Graphics. Uh, not a lot of people have heard about them, but they were really the forefront leader in early CGI. And uh, one of my very first projects with this company that I worked for was providing hardware peripherals uh, for a little company called Pixar. And I had a couple of those devices go south, so I had to go on site and sign non-disclosures to not talk about the movie Toy Story. And so single-handed, not single-handedly had an effort in that film, but definitely the technology that was helping produce, uh, you know, really what is known to be the first animated motion picture. Uh, you know, I, I had some, some say in that. So it was pretty cool. Uh, being in the physical hardware space, I got to know that really, really well. I, I self-taught myself how to run a Unix workstation. And then later that kind of progressed into getting into a little bit less physical of, uh, of a technology. And that was working for a content delivery network called CDNs today. So work for this company. And the real goal with this business was to get any show or any movie on the desktop. Back then we're thinking if we could deliver a video to the desktop, we would really have been successful in our endeavors. And we're talking pictures that are very small. So maybe three inches wide. Uh, we never conceived that these would be on the TV. We never conceived that these would be on uh, mobile devices. But still, we, we really shaped that technology. Uh, our biggest competitor at the time was a company called Broadcast.com, owned by Mark Cuban. Uh -huh. So my team, on the regular interface with Mark through chats and various conference calls of just really seeing whose technology was gaining better traction, who was doing a better job. Ultimately, Cuban sold his company to a company called Yahoo!, for you know, $4 billion. And we ultimately sold our company about six months later to a company called Akamai, who is still you know, a really big player in the CDN space, um, security space for online, everything. Um, so that was really the forefront of that technology. Um, and then moving into, so that's more of a networking side, moving into kind of joining both the physical world and the virtual world together. 
I moved over to a company which really started one of the very first cloud initiatives that I was put, uh, put on. Um, that company sold a VMware uh, multi-tenant based solution. One of the very first cloud solutions that I sold was to a company called Ripple Labs. Mm -hmm. And what Ripple Labs did, and I didn't understand this very much at the time, is they created their own cryptocurrency and they came up with a protocol to help transfer money at a much lower cost at a greater speed so that banks could be decentralized basically from the financial markets. Uh, once I was on site, it really connected with the engineers well there. And I asked them what they did. And he said, I'll explain it all to you. We sat down for an hour. He said, I'm going to send you a link at the end of this meeting. All you have to do is go fund it with $500 and leave it alone. Uh, I didn't fund it with $500, but if I did, that $500 today would worth, be worth right around 3 million bucks. So, uh, you know, I, I think this leads greatly into what we do as far as a business at Tolaris for our partner community. People are afraid of what they don't understand. And my job here is really make sure that they don't miss those opportunities like I have in the past to make sure they know the technology, they understand what we have to offer, what their customers can consume and how they can benefit greatly from all of that. So I'm really happy about all of the mistakes that I made in my past because uh, that's all led me here to my career at Tolaris. Love it. Uh, cool story. Uh, I love a good windy path. Uh, that's awesome to hear. Now, uh, let's, let's jump in and let's talk about, you know, this is essentially track number three of cloud. We've covered cloud infrastructure. We had a couple talks on that. Uh, we've covered cloud and VDI, you know, workspace as a service. And now we're on to cloud and, and, and DR. And so DR is near and dear to my heart. Uh, you know, I worked at a, at a voice company that was essentially backup for voice. So it wasn't the, uh, you know, if you're going to have an outage, it was when. So, yep. so, so talk to me about, you know, what, what do you see? There's, there's a lot of names out there. There's the Zerdos, there's the Veeams. There's just overall cloud and DR. Let's lay the foundation of what it solves and really what does it all pull in? Yeah, so DR as a service is one of the major components to having a business continuity plan. And really, you have to look and see what is the ultimate sacrifice that your company will make if it's not accessible by your customers, by your employees. And so really, there's not one size fits all type of application when it comes to DR as a service. So you really have to address it from a couple of different ways. You have to look at, are they familiar with DR at all or business continuity in general? If they're not, you got to ramp them up and get them educated. This is a good opportunity for our partners to be valuable and educate them in something that they may not be too familiar with. Now, our partners obviously can lean on us as an engineering team to help gain them that knowledge or host those trainings uh, ourselves so that we can really give them the, the zeros and ones, all of the minutia of what is important and then custom tailor it to that particular partner on the types of verticals that he may be engaging with. That could be healthcare, it could be financial, it could be food sector, right? Manufacturing. There's, there's a lot of different paths that they can take. And hopefully we can help clarify that journey with the experience that we've gathered being here as a team and, and everything that we've dealt with in the past. So, so let's dial it in. Let's go another layer deep into the DR discussion. Uh, you know, my my first inkling from a DR perspective, I'm, I'm a big questions guy, right? And we love to get our partners asking the questions. And, yep. you know, from from when it originally started, when we first uh, started working on DR, it was, Mr. Customer, how much data do you have? 
what's your recovery time objective? You know, is, at what point in time do you need to go back? Um, and, and then, you know, how long can you wait for that data to be back up? Is that, is that the best place to start a DR conversation where if I'm a partner and maybe I'm in, you know, uh, selling contact center, SD-WAN or network or whatever, and I've got these base of customers that have critical data that they may or may not be backing up. Where do I, where do I start? How do I push that conversation along a little bit? Again, you kind of have to meet where the customer is at that point in time. It reminds me of an opportunity where I was dealing with one of the largest meat processing plants in the United States. And we're trying to tell them how important DR is. They didn't care. What they cared about is cattle coming in, cattle going out and having that consistently roll through. So it was about a six month process of us trying to educate that customer, not the partner, but working directly with the customer on all of the benefits and they didn't understand it. They had a ransomware attack. They locked up all of their data and their company is based on grading these animals that come in and paying them as they go out. And they had none of that historical data um, and it almost bankrupted them. And so they instantly saw the value of having a complete backup of all of their data off-prem, separate network, different security means the chances of that getting corrupted were, were fairly low. Now they paid a $1 million ransom. Oof. Then they still got their data erased. Uh... We built from tapes that were years and years old. They had to re-engineer everything to get back up online. We got a phone call that next day. We had signature that very day because now they better understood. Now I hope that no business has to go through that for them to fully appreciate what a DR will do. But I think when you have that conversation of when it will happen, how will you be prepared and listen to their answer? It's very compelling on how many different answers that you'll get. So you can't force feed one answer to one customer, or one situation to one customer. We don't sell a black box. We have a great number of suppliers that can do a great number of different things. So we have to really understand where the customer is so that we can then meet them there and build that continuity in with different solutions that we're capable of, of supporting. So the, the favorite question that I can remember now, this is, this is going way back when I was in the DR space, you know, we, we were selling this thing that people didn't necessarily, they might not know that they needed it, but we were convinced they needed it because they couldn't afford downtime because of the business model that they were in. But we found two things. One, that they couldn't quantify the dollar cost on the downtime that they had. And two, if they said they had a DR plan and we asked, when's the last time you tested it? We, we got, it was like the screen froze. So curious from your perspective, most customer conversations when we're, when we're going after those, are you seeing people confidently regularly testing DR plans and you know, have, are they putting dollar costs on downtime or are you really having to help people walk through that? You really have to help people walk through that because if you get the early adopters, the early uh, companies that got in on the technology, they may find it not cost, uh, it's too cost preventative for them to actually run a test. Now, early DR as a solution models had a fee for every server if you had to enact their service. So it was kind of double-edged sword. Do we just pay basically the ransom to the DR company and have them run or backup? Or do we just hope that it all works in the event of a failure? Right. I mean, there's, there's so many things. So you certainly, the, the service has certainly evolved 
and has gotten to the point where if you're talking with someone with the DR plan already in place, you can modernize that with some of these providers today that give you a certain amount of tests for free with management on that to make sure it goes smoothly in the event of a failure, uh, really build that confidence level that you know that you're set up correctly and that in the event it happens, you will be able to fail over and maintain your business continuity through a disaster. Now, whether that be a ransomware attack, maybe the power gets cut because of local buildings going up in the area. I mean, it's, it's a great number of things, but nobody can ever test their failover enough to really, really get that assurance, right? So if someone's not doing the, the testing at all, then that's a huge gap and we need to make sure that gets fixed. Yeah, fair point. And, and I do remember the, well, we can only test it, you know, Sunday at 2 a.m. And honestly, you know, we were, we were reliant personally on um, another product to work for the forwarding for the voice traffic to happen. And honestly, about 50% of the time, there were just issues with that order or not all numbers made it over or, you know, this line rang dead and that happened to be the ER. I mean, it, the craziest thing. So I, I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, let's let's push that conversation of, do you have a DR plan? If you do, have you tested it? How did it go? And then, you know, you bring up the other great point, a disaster of 10 years ago is different than a disaster of today. I mean, we talked natural disasters, we talked cable cuts, but now we're talking ransomware. So it's just, it's really not a matter of uh, when, uh, if, it really is a matter of when. A matter of when. I always, I always kind of imagine, I like to work in analogies, I always imagine everybody's business, it's kind of like one of those rigs with a big 18 foot long trailer out on the open road, right? The internet is a path to your business and your business is moving out on these paths. You could get a flat tire. You could have someone else crash into you. You can, right? You can plow into another vehicle. So it's not a matter of if it's when you're basically creating these inroads to your business. How well are you protected and how are you going to deal with it? Once you have an incident, you can't call AAA, right? It's already done. You need to call in it. You get, need to get that insurance policy in advance before you uh, you blow out a tire. Great point. I've actually never heard that analogy. I like that one. So small plug here from a Telerus perspective. If, if I'm a partner, obviously I'm not alone. Um, I've, I've got you. I've got the broader team. But maybe just for anybody that's listening into this one, uh, you know what what kind of resources do we have? How how can we help a partner understand this technology better? We partner with best of breed suppliers. We don't just accept everybody off the street that wants to sell us a solution, right? We have a very strong vetting process here at Polaris. And part of that vetting process, when we do accept one of these suppliers, we demand training. We need to make sure that we as a team understand what they're trying to sell, what their value prop is, and then either get certified on it or make sure that we have consistent updates and how that product is changing whether it be from a technology standpoint or a pricing standpoint or a usability standpoint. And so again, you say we're not alone here. We've got some of the best in the business working on our team. And with that, all we are is knowledge base. We make sure that we stay up on top of this technology so we can funnel this over to our partners, ultimately get this information in the hands of the customer so they can make an informed buying decision. We have a lot of DR customer, or excuse me, a lot of DR suppliers that do it kind of the same, but then are vastly different. And actually the infrastructure that it goes on and the use cases change just as often. 
So the biggest benefit of working with us at Tolaris is you are staying in front of the technology. We hopefully know about it first and we aggregate that information and get it out to our partners uh, as consumable as, as the partners want it, right? There's just like our customers, they learn differently. So Fair point. we're here to meet them halfway. Fair point too. And, and uh, you know, the, I think the regional events are a good benefit too. If somebody can get out to a boot camp, somebody can learn a little more about cloud or security and maybe meet some of those suppliers, right? I think it's a more bite-sized chunk from a knowledge perspective. They can get to meet you. They can meet, you know, some of the broader team. Um, but I think another good way for sure too. Uh, to get to get dialed in, and we have a ton of those boot camps. They're regional, right? We get our subject matter experts out there. We have our architects out there. We have our best of breed suppliers out there. You will leave knowing either a lot more than you did, or you'll leave knowing that you can reach out and add value to a great number of your customers and really help their businesses. So it's a it's it's a win win. So last couple questions here. You know, if I'm a partner. And I'm, again, like we talked about in the earlier example, maybe I'm selling a different technology. Maybe I'm selling network. Maybe I'm selling security. Maybe I'm selling contact center. What's step one for me? If I say, you know what, I haven't approached, I've got 10 great prospects that I've sold a lot of things to, but I haven't had this conversation with them yet. Where do they start? I've done a lot of corporate training specifically for the sales team. And I'm doing this corporate training from a position of being an engineer. And I've always told them, be unafraid of the answer. Just be confident enough to ask it because if they can go out and they can feel confident enough to ask a couple of questions, we really don't care what comes out of the customer's mouth because we can say, this is great. I would really like to schedule some time with you and my expert so that he can educate you on these things. So we have partners that really like to be in the trenches and learn about the technology and we have a path to enable that. But for the regular partners that are just really looking to expand their spend within a customer, their reach within a customer, their help, um, we can arm you with some very simple questions to ask. And then when they'd like to give an answer, listen to the answer, document it, and then get us on the phone so that we can really bring that point home and dig in more, have some discovery and solve those problems. Love it. Let's talk... Uh... Second to last point here, let's talk about trends. Is there any, you know, obviously we didn't used to see ransomware as a thing in a cloud and DR conversation, now we do, but just curious from your perspective as you're seeing some of these opportunities or you're talking to suppliers, any trends that you're seeing that that are valuable, that our partners need to be aware of with regard to cloud and DR and backup and all that? I think it really just comes down to having a game plan um, these business continuity solutions are documented. Uh, there are ser services that you get put together. They are great and many. Sometimes you need one, two, or three, one from security, one from an infrastructure provider, one from a software manufacturer. Maybe you're dealing with an AS400. What I'm starting to see more and more of a trend is to make sure that you get that run book together. How are you protected on all sides? Uh, you're going into the Super Bowl, you're going to have a playbook, right? You're going to have, hey, it's fourth and long, we're going to run this play. So I think that companies are getting a little bit better. I think the trend is that they're more aware of DR as a service. They're more aware of business continuity items that they need to have in place. Um, and that's good. But I think what is the missing component is they need to have those run books in place for when something happens, they'll know how to respond. If they're working with four different vendors, they don't know who to contact, that could be a problem. I 
from our side of the fence, if we could consolidate those four different providers into a single provider, maybe we get some economies of scale. Maybe we take some of those 10 year old DR plans and we, we update them with newer technology, newer outcomes, perhaps lower costs, better response times, whatever that may be. So I think the big trend now is to reevaluate all of the different pieces they may have hodgepodge together, and they might be good providers, um, but really simplifying that and moving it into a place where if something happens, we have a run book, we understand what we need to do, and we know who's going to take care of us and, and ultimately the outcome of something like that. Great point. Great point. All right. So final thoughts as Mr. Mike Kowalski looks into his crystal ball here. You know, you, you, you've seen where you've come from, right, with the cool Pixar and, 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 and all these different things. So you've seen where cloud and DR has come from. If you look forward, is it double down on the, uh, you know, pushing some of those questions that we, that we brought up earlier in the podcast? Is there different areas that you see this cloud and DR technology going in the future? Just maybe final thoughts of, of things to look for. Knowledge is power. And we, we get into a situation technology where it moves so fast and revolutionizes so fast, you're never more than 18 months behind. If you know Moore's law, you're never more than 18 months behind. So um, my, my final thoughts for this would be, don't let the technology bog you down. Our job as engineers is to really translate this into a, a, a method that is easily consumable by different folks, different people, different customers, I would say, ask the questions, get involved more with their business, move up the stack. If you're just a phone guy, stop being just a phone guy. Ask a question about security, ask a question about their business continuity plan. De-silo yourself so that you can add more value to your customer and then ultimately gain more trust, get in deeper with them and then gain more knowledge because as you sell something, you'll wanna go and sell it again and you want to help that next customer. So really lean on us as an organization to help you get there. Awesome. I love it. We're, uh, we're up on time. Finish with questions. Mike Kowalski, thank you so much for being on, my friend. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thanks a lot, Josh. All right, everybody, that wraps us up for the first series here in the Cloud and DR podcast. I'm your host, Josh Lopresto, SVP of Sales Engineering at Tolaris, and this is Next Level Biz Tech Podcast. Until next time. Thanks, everybody. Next Level BizTech has been a production of Tolera Studio 19. Please visit tolera.com for more information.